podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Sportico's Football Stories Podcast. My name is Ander Aitoralde. And I'm Craig Hansen. And today we are joined by David Novo, who is the executive editor of the Portuguese sporting newspaper Diario Record. And so, as you can all imagine, we're going to be talking all things Portugal. Yes, Ander, we'll talk about Portugal's famous win at Euro 2016, their performance at Euro 2020 this summer, the impact of Cristiano Ronaldo as his glittering career comes to a close, and much more today on the Sportacos Football Stories podcast. Hi, David. How's it going? Hello, how are you? Fine, and you? Really well, really well. Really pleased to have you on today on the Sportagos Football Stories podcast. You're a journalist for Diario Record in, Por- in Portugal. Yeah, it's true. Um, and uh, thank you for having me. It's, it's a pleasure to be here to speak about uh, uh, Portugal, Portuguese football, the Portuguese national team. It's always a pleasure to talk about football. Uh, likewise, likewise. Uh, we're thrilled to have you on to talk about the reigning champions of Europe, which is which Portugal still are, still are until Sunday when Italy or uh, England win. Portugal are still are still on top of Europe. Um, Portugal is a very interesting footballing country. Um, kind of um, looking through the, their history and kind of studying the 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 whole uh, trajectory what the portugal has had on the on the big stage and football like throughout the 20th century they basically have 1966 where they reached the semifinals and other than that it it wasn't really um really plentiful let's say but in the 21st century uh, that all changed uh, portugal finally becoming a force to be reckoned with on the big stage and winning in euro 2016 um, we'll first start off by um, going into Euro 2016, um, um, kind of exploring how that came to be, how they, they win in France and beat France, just as Greece beat Portugal in 2004. Um, but um, how, how, how did, considering Portugal's history and with the Ronaldo era, so to speak, reaching 2016, what did 2016 mean for Portugal after, again, 20th century of not being really like a, a potent um, football team and then really becoming one of the Europe's great uh, teams? How, how, how was that coronation in 2016 coming from all their history? Well, uh, it, it means uh, everything uh, to us. Uh, it's like we, we spent years uh, dreaming of, of winning a trophy. We were really close in 2004 when uh, Portugal played at home and, and lost against against Greece. Greece. But um, and then, then 2016, uh, it's those kind of things that um, you think that it's not it's not going to happen uh, anytime and, and you see it happening and, and you you see that uh, Portugal also can say that uh, they won a trophy. Then the Nations League, um, some years uh, after, yeah. not so important, but uh, also uh, it's it's good for us. But of course, European Cup uh, 2016. Uh, I think it's uh, it's it's easy to say that's the best uh, moment of the Portuguese uh, football. Um, in a, a tournament where uh, we were not favorites, it's it's um, we have to admit. I think that Portugal, during the last years uh, before that uh, that tournament, of course, uh, a team that um, always had good players could win, but never won. That final 2004, uh, we had the European 2012, also a good um, tournament, but we never won. And in that year, uh, we won. So <laughs> um, I think it's um, it was really amazing to 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 win the tournament, to win against France in France. I think it's it was the, the perfect picture. Um, and uh, of course, it's it's going to last forever. Those players, uh, th- that team um, made possible what we thought that was impossible. Um, so, of course, it's, it's a, a, a really a, good, a huge joy to, 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 to say that Portugal won a big tournament. Um, uh, of course, we also want to win the World Cup, but to have a, a European Cup, 
it's 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 really remarkable. Hey David, thank you so much again for for joining us on the show today. Before we go into a little bit more detail with uh, these more modern tournaments, I wondered if we could go back in time a little bit, sort of ancient history. Um, I just wondered how, given that really excellent Benfica side of the 60s, which I think reached five um, European Cup finals, one, two, um, what what was it that um, made it difficult for them to translate I imagine that a lot of those players also played for the national team. Why was it that throughout all of the 20th century, as Anders said, there was only really that 66 semi-final, and besides that, in the 60s, 70s, it was um, failing to qualify up until sort of 2000 when everything changed. It was a long, long period of not qualifying for tournaments. Why was it that that there, there must have been quality there? Why do you think Portugal were failing to kind of make that translate into success on the international stage? Well, uh, that's a, a really good question. And I think it's hard to, to answer. Um, it's, it, it is a long time. Uh, those th- I was not born at, at those times. Uh, of course. <laughs> Stories <laughs> from the grandparents, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but, but as far as I, I know, and the things that I studied, of, of course, uh, mm-hmm. because I am a journalist, of course, we, we know the history. We know we... Uh, those who, who didn't saw play Eusebio playing, over everybody knows who Eusebio was. Uh, but I think that the, the question is, is good in terms that uh, Portugal um, is a country of football, you know. Um, so uh, always have history uh, in terms of clubs uh, going to European finals, like Seto Benfica, later Sporting, also Porto. Um, and of course, for, for those that are uh, not Portuguese, may be difficult to understand why uh, you have Portuguese clubs uh, having success and then the national team um, not winning the tournaments. I think it's hard to, 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 to have a, um, the perfect explanation. I really don't know. But um, during the years, the more modern football, um, I think there is, of course, a, a really good work in the, in the Portuguese FA um, because players, we always have players. I think that luckily we are going to have players all the time. I, I hope so. Um, but that transition, um, we, we, we didn't qualify, for example. We were in the Euro 96, for example. We lost against Czech Republic. Then we, um, we didn't qualify for the World Cup 98. And then 2000. Until now, you, we were in all tournaments. If you ask me what changed, um, really good question. I don't know if something changed at the point to, 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 to make the difference between uh, not going there and then going there and winning or fight to win. You understand me? Mm-hmm, yeah. um, because, of course, football uh, has changed. Football improve the, 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 the quality of the players, the, the, the coaches, Portuguese coaches are uh, known for being uh, one of the best um, in the world. And we, we started to see Portuguese coaches and players going abroad to the best um, championships, the best clubs. And with that, I believe that when they returned home to, to, the, to the national team, uh, they, they brought the experience, they brought the, the knowledge and that's, uh, I think, that helped to 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 have a, a better Portuguese football, to have better players, and to have a better national team. And then um, Euro 2000 uh, semi-final was really good. Um, then the World Cup 2002 not so good. It's true, um, we we were eliminated in the the group stage in uh, Japan and Korea, <clears throat> and then. Of course, the final uh, at home. Yeah, and then the other competitions we were always uh, fighting, not until the last minute, but uh, showing um, with good performances, uh, good players. That generation that ended, and in uh, 2004 maybe with Figo, Rui Costa. I think that Figo still played in 2006. Mm, yes. But that um, that generation that changed. Uh, you had Figo, Rui Costa, Paulo Sousa, 
João Pinto, Nuno Gomes, Vitor Bahia, Jorge Costa, and then we saw a generation with uh, with the, the, the for example the players that won the Champions League with Porto 2004, Deco, Maniche, Ricardo Carvalho, Paulo Ferreira. Uh, we, we saw, of course, Ronaldo uh, already there since 2003-2004, and then came another players uh, until this generation, the generation that won, that still has players now, and the, the, the next generation, I believe that we are going to speak about them in, the, in this podcast, about the players and the future that Portugal has in, in football. But um, ju just to, to, to go back to the question, I think it's, it's hard to, to have an explanation because um, I, have, um, I have 33 years old. Yeah, if yeah, I, course, if you yeah. ask the question to my, my, my father, mm -hmm. he's going to speak about Xalana, he's going to speak about José Aguas, Eusebio, other players. Um, <laughs> I think it's, it's hard to understand why, for example, we, uh, we were uh, so many years without uh, fighting for a title, for example. It, it's hard to understand because... As I said to you, uh, the quality uh, was always there in the players, in the coaches. Uh, but luckily, I think we have, we have to look at for the, um, the bright side of it. Mm -hmm. uh, Portugal won uh, two, two tournaments, uh, Euro and Nations League. Uh, and I think that they are uh, now closer to win again. I don't say the World Cup. I think the World Cup is... It's a higher level than the European Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, we have you have Brazil, you have Argentina. Yeah. But I think that the work that has been done in the last years, in the last 20 years, um, are a solid structure to to these results, and to to so that Portugal can be um, among the favorites in all uh, competitions, in spite of. And I think that we are going to speak about that also. Uh, that this this edition of the Euro 2020, of course, uh, it's it's you know, something is easy to to say that of course Portugal uh, could have done uh, much better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's a very it's a very interesting history, a very interesting trajectory. Because for for exe the exception of um, 1966, Portugal, yeah, didn't quite uh, was able to qualify for the World Cups and, and Euros, but they did reach the third place in '66, which is which was remarkable. And I imagine to a certain extent, Eusebio was like the big star of Portugal, like the big football idol, a big legend. And then comes around Cristiano Ronaldo, who, is, who plays, being very young, plays in 2004, is very important for that team, then ends up, they end up winning with him in 2016. How How is the perception in Portugal? At what point, so to speak, did Cristiano like cement himself as the best Portuguese football player ever? Well, um, I think that it's going to depend, of course. I think that the oldest, the other ones are going to say that Bozebi was the best because they saw him play. Um, the new generation... Well, Ronaldo, I think the thing with Cristiano is that he, he plays for the national team for almost 20 years. So yeah. he, he there's a lot of generations that saw him play, that still sees him play. Um I think it's it's hard to choose, but I think that Cristiano is the best of all time of the Portuguese football. Again, it's hard to compare football, yeah. uh, different uh, generations of football, because um, of course when he was able to play it, I think that football was really tough. Um, now it's a different type of football. It's but I think that. We can mark the generations of the of the Portuguese football with Eusebio, then Figo, yeah, and then Cristiano. If if you want to 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 calculate the the the, the, the importance, you have to see that they are the three players that won the Ballon d'Or. The Ballon d'Or. Yeah. So um, um, we were speaking some minutes ago that Portugal always had good players, but um, only three of them won the Ballon d'Or. I know that nowadays the, the Ballon d'Or is something that is a little bit um, 
it's it's hard to, to say if it's fair or, or not because I can have an opinion, you can have another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I think that it's a good way to, to measure um, how great they were and how great Ronaldo is. So um, the only Portuguese players that won the Ballon d'Or and Cristiano won five. <laughs> so the, he won more than the, the Eusebio Figo combined the double, for example. So... Um, of course, I am the generation I grew up. Um, I started to, to like football because of Figo mm-hmm. uh, when he was at, at Barcelona. Also, Ronaldo, the Brazilian, the phenomenal. Oh, okay. Nice. They, they were yeah. in the same team. So yeah. uh, I started to see football. I was eight years old, seven, year, eight years old. And I started to, to, to enjoy football because I saw Barcelona, Barcelona play with Figo and Ronaldo. So for me, of course, I have to choose Figo as one of the best for the importance that he had in my in my passion for football but i think to see cristiano to see what he does and still does um and his um power and and will to 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 still be at the, at, at this level i think it's it's a privilege to 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 see that and i think it's um for me and of course, uh, uh, everybody can have an, uh, another opinion. But for me, Cristiano is the, 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 the best of all time in, in terms of the Portuguese uh, players. Um, I think, of course, there are a lot of people that's going to agree with me. Uh, I think it's, it's something that... And the thing is, of course, we have a good players. Portuguese has really good players. But I don't know if, if Portugal... Is going to have another uh, Cristiano. I'm not comparing players, but in terms of yeah, that's really uh, hard reach, to like reach that level. What yeah, to to have, for example, uh, if you if you want to, to give the the same example, I don't know if we are going to have another Portuguese player to win to win five Champions League, five Ballon d'Or, uh, everything that he won. It something from this level, you know. So mm-hmm. we have to enjoy un- until he retires. I hope that he can play more two, three, four, five years. I don't know, but we have to enjoy because it's it's um, it's a legend. Yeah, I think it's it's not that controversial to say for sure. And, and even in a Portugal shirt, it's 109 goals in 179 caps, which is astounding, really. But just to go back to Brazilian Ronaldo, he was my favorite player growing up too. I think I'm two years younger than you, so yeah. I don't suppose you I also had the, the haircut. The idol of no, 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 no. I think that Brazilian Ronaldo <laughs> might be the the idol of I don't know millions of, of, yeah. of, yeah. of young young kids, not only Brazilians. I, I never had the the haircuts, but I <laughs> everybody by school, everybody by school had the haircut. I, I I never done the haircut, but I'm going to be honest with you, the. Uh, the first poster that I had in my bedroom mm-hmm. uh, was um, a poster in the door of uh, Ronaldo Phenomenal with mm-hmm. the Barcelona shirt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, kids wow. uh, at the beginning, they have the poster of uh, girls, Pamela Anderson from Baywatch, <laughs> for example. Of course, I, I also had that later, but first I had Ronaldo yeah. Phenomenal playing for Barcelona. So um, I think he was the idol or, or, or uh, for, yeah for everybody and not uh, not only brazilians no definitely not everybody like everybody in my school completely idolized him when we used to play football together everybody wanted to pretend to be him everybody had the haircut all of that stuff but going back to portugal and you're at 2004 you talked about some of the great players that you had in that team with figo and deco and uh, rui costa and all those guys and with luis felipe scolari as the coach too who just won the world cup in brazil now, you got to the final, and of course, it was really historic. In fact, we touched on this last, last week in our show last week. But before the tournament, how high were the expectations? So you're the host nation. You've got this coach, this incredible group of players. I mean, were people even getting to the final? Were people still – obviously, you would be disappointed to lose. But going in, did you expect to win? Was there a really high expectation? Well, um if you remember um, that tournament that didn't start really well for for Portugal, uh, Portugal lost against Greece in the first, uh, yeah. first game. So I, I don't remember if people were okay. Uh, Portugal was playing at home, so of course maybe some kind of um, uh, confidence that 
Portugal can could reach the final. Mm-hmm. Then the first defeat, I remember that that some of the press. I, I was young at the time. I didn't work as in the press, but I remember <laughs> that the press was criticizing a little bit the the options of the of the coach Scolari. Then he changed the team between the first game and the second game. He he Portugal lost against Greece, and then he moved. He changed some players to the second game, and then Portugal won. Um, and then through the final, the thing is, um, I believe that, and I remember uh, because it it stopped the country. Um, that that um, when Portugal, the team left the the, the training center to to the stadium in the the, the day of the of the final, there was uh, euphoria in the streets, in the bridge. Uh, People in in boats and riding horses alongside the bus. I think it, it was, <laughs> and I don't know. I truly don't know if that in that time in that period, the if Portugal thought that they already won. You you understand me? Mm-hmm, yeah. That people yeah. thought, well, we are playing at home. We're playing against Greece. Okay, we lost against against them, but it's a final. We're going to win. Yeah, and then. We lost. I don't know if there was a little bit of um, too much confidence. I really don't know. Um, but of course, uh, really uh, frustrating uh, to 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 lose at home against. With all respect for Greece, but Greece never won. I think that Greece is not going to win again anything like that. They won that match and. It was tough to, to lose at home against um, against uh, Greece against Greece and also because that generation um, that generation I think that that generation deserved to win something generation of Figo Rui Costa um, um, others that were there uh, also the we had the right back uh, Miguel uh, also yeah. um, other players that deserved to win uh, especially. Figo and Rui Costa, there are the, the Pauleta, symbols. maybe to some extent. Pauleta, of course, yeah. yeah. They are the symbols of that gener- that we, we call in Portugal the golden generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A geração mm-hmm. de ouro. Yeah. Uh, because, of course, they, they already played in, in big clubs. You saw Figo in Barcelona, Real Madrid, and then mm-hmm. yeah. Inter, Rui Costa, Fiorentina, Milan, Pauleta, PSG. So, at the time, we already had the, the players in the big clubs. So, that golden generation deserve to win and deserve to win at home i think that's the mm-hmm. the the, um, <clears throat> the hardest part of it it's to lose at home with uh with the, the full stadium and with that environment that i i was speaking about that euphoria and then that that joy that were in the in the country uh because of course people thought that we are going to win but do you uh, mind if i quickly follow up on that really no, 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 so, no problem yeah yeah because we're having sort of a sense of euphoria going on here right now, which we're not used to. And I think I'm preparing myself mentally for what you are talking about, right? So I, I wanted to ask you, you spoke about that euphoria, about the boats, the horses, the hordes of people. We're seeing that here in London. And it's a really similar case. Again, this tournament's been in all different locations, but the final will be in London. And somehow England... I just wanted to ask you that touching on what you just said about the 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 expectation and it's a great set of players you're expecting to win you had all of that euphoria before the the game with the celebrations and streets kind of pre-celebrations we have the tournament here it's spread out in many different cities but the final will be in london england are playing in the final many of us fans are expecting to lose against italy and kind i'm starting to worry about you know, how will that feel to lose a final? What was the reaction? I mean, was it crazy in Portugal at the time? The 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 scene? What was it? Was it like a giant funeral across the whole country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I remember I, I watched the game with uh, with some friends and the, the way back home was uh, really, really hard. Of course, I, I think that you should be prepared that that might happen against yeah. Italy because Italy also a, a good team, but I think it's hard to um, to think something like that when you are playing a final for the first time in this case. Mm-hmm. 
at home. Yeah. I, I think that it's impossible to think, well, we might lose because I think that everybody's thinking that they might win. Um, I think that the best the best thing is not to think uh, and to see what happens, but to prepare just because if 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 you lose, it's going to be really tough for several days and, and weeks because uh, when you lose at home, at home, I think that the feeling it's because uh, I think it's frustration. It's it's hard to find words because um, I think it's it's something in a, in a, a, per, a lifetime of opportunity to, to 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 win a tournament like this and to win at, at home. Like you said, yeah. it, you can win another tournament, right? In yeah. two years and four years, but you know that maybe this will never happen again in your lifetime, yeah. right? The Portugal yeah. will host a tournament and you'll but, get to the final and but, win. But the, but the thing is, it, it, but the the, the uh, to be at home, to mm. win at home, would be huge. To lose at home, it's, even worse. It's, yeah, it, yeah, even yeah, worse. even bigger. So yeah. the, the best, the best <laughs> thing is not to think about it and and wait and try to enjoy the game. I'm trying not to think. And I'm trying to <laughs> just relax pray, about it. What was the anticipation like? <laughs> I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm maybe that's probably for the best. I guess in this case, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> But but you have to enjoy it because I think that the final is in on Sunday. Yeah, it's on I, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, which will be yesterday from when this is coming out. So we already have a winner. We already know. <laughs> but here we can hear Craig like go go through the go go through the emotions. You're not going That's to spend four days thinking. This, this will already be out. Spend four days thinking that you're going to lose. I think it's not the best way to, to no, spend I, the, the next four days. I'm trying not to think at all, but I, I was going to ask you, how was it after the semi? I think you, did you beat Netherlands in the semi-final, I yeah. think? Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I guess you had a similar thing like a few days and that was your, then Portugal's first final too, right? I think so. I know we had the final in 66, but you know, for my generation, this is kind of like a yeah. first time thing. So we're really excited and we're like, you know, these days feel so slow because you're just waiting for Sunday. Uh, what was it like in that case? Did you did you also feel like going to school? I guess you would have been maybe 16 yeah. at the time going to school. That must yeah, have yeah. been incredibly boring and long. Yeah, because of, uh, the, the, you you wanted the final to to come and and to see the the match and and to celebrate. Um, but um, yeah, I remember it. it uh, yeah, I remember that. Um, in school, of course, we 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 only talked about it. We only we only talked about the the match and the final. That and, and of course, and the thing is, it it, it was a, like I said to you, and we were going to play against Greece. I think that nobody expected that we were going to lose. That's even worse because when you say, "Wait, we are going to play to 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 to, to play against Italy, a good team." Well, you have to 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 be careful. We, in our case, I think that it's it's hard to find someone that thought, well, Greece, huge team, it's going to be difficult. Uh, no, a completely on, different uh, situation, yeah, right? Yeah, you know. I mean, uh, even it, now on paper, some people would say, oh, just relax, you know, England have better players and whatever. But it's different because I'm sure you would agree. Italy, it just has that. It's Italy. You yeah, know? It's, it's not the underdog. The They've never been at the States before like Greece was, you know, as we touched on last week. It's just a completely are, different uh, dynamic. Yeah, they're a thing, aren't they? And and even if they're not particularly going through their greatest period on paper, they will find a way. You know, there's just all these horrible kind of visions going through your head. Of it's just it's one of those things. But with Greece, you must have been thinking, no, come on, this is guaranteed victory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Absolutely, and and it's interesting that the 2004. Well, in one more parallel, Craig, this might uh, scare you, but in that year, um, uh, Porto won the Champions League. That same year, it was like Champions League and uh, set up to win the 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 Euro Cup. And then, and this year, we have Chelsea winning at Porto. Uh, funny enough, that uh, Champions League final, and England having the opportunity to be uh, the champions of Europe on the national team stage as well. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes um, 
and um, and then um, an interesting thing with yeah, Euro 2004 was kind of not the complete end. He did play in 2006, Figo, as you mentioned before, but it was the start of Cristiano Ronaldo. We touched on him uh, before too, but it, it marked kind of the this the beginning of like um, getting to every tournament, every Euro Cup, every World Cup. Like that was a big like trans transition in a way, and like really cement Portugal as a as a contender on the world stage. They reached the fourth uh, spot, fourth position in in World Cup 2006, and then finally after a few tournaments when they did decently but didn't quite um, didn't quite push through in 2016. We touched on it uh, at the beginning. Um, this and they do to to France, what Greece did to Portugal. Um, how how was 2016? Because Portugal didn't start that well either. Like they got um, they got um, through the group stage by qualifying third, like very very tightly. What didn't seem like uh, Portugal were at their best moment. Cristiano was kind of probably to some extent burnt out from the season, having won the Champions League with Real Madrid. Um, how how did that feel? The go going through 2016 and finally winning at at the at the final against France, Eder of all people scoring the winning goal. How, how was that whole process, that tournament that led to Portugal winning? Well, it, it was the full op- opposite of 2004 because um, Portugal draw the, the the group stage or matches of the group stage didn't play uh, really good football uh, uh, to draw against Iceland, Austria. Uh, and Hungary with with the group stage with teams that were not that big, you know, uh, to draw the, the the three matches, to qualify, uh, we were uh, knocked out at the of the tournament at some certain point of the of mm-hmm. the of the match. Uh, yeah, we the last out. game of the group stage. Yeah, and then we were in again. Um, so of course, when that happened, I think that he it was hard to believe that after we are going to win it. Of course, people say, and it's a little bit true. We went to the best side of the of the tree yeah. of the the draw. Yeah, uh, the bracket. With yeah, the, yeah. yeah, with the bracket. Yeah, with the okay, Croatia, good team, but not Germany, not France, not something like that. Yeah, beatable. Um, yeah, and then we we went. We we have Poland. We have Wales. That was the surprise of the tournament. Yeah, and, and Poland in penalties, right? Is that correct? In penalties, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and Croatia after after yeah. overtime, extra time, extra time, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so the, the 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 biggest opponent came in the final, um, mm-hmm. and of course, I think that happened to France. What happened was um, play at home against Portugal, a weaker team. Yes. Uh, Stade de France, uh, full stadium. I think that the French thought the same that we thought in 2004. We are playing at home. I think we are going to win it. And of course, um, I think that in th- that that tournament. I think it it was all perfect to, to win at France because you may, as you may know, um, France has a lot of immigrants from Portugal. Yeah, uh, as tradition of a lot of people that that um, that left Portugal to go and work in France, and some say that um, they were not that much respected in France. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, there is a tradition of Portuguese in France in terms of of um, Portuguese going abroad and and, and to win against <clears throat> against France, one of the best teams in the world in France. Our first tournament, I think it's it, it, it was everything was perfect. Uh, the, the tournament didn't start really well, but ended perfectly. And then, as you said, um, above all this, the goal was scored by the player that, uh, of course, first sorry, the the, the injury of Cristiano. Yeah, Cristiano, that made it even funnier. Cristiano goes off injured like in the very yeah. beginning yeah. of the game, and it yeah, ends imagine, up coming on. Imagine to be yeah. Imagine that you are in your uh, second final, mm-hmm. uh, and you lose the best player in first yeah. half. Yeah, yeah. I think that everybody thought, well, that, that's we that. no that's chance. it. Yeah. Without with Cristiano is difficult. Without Cristiano, it's going to be impossible, and we're going to lose two, three, four. I don't know. I don't remember what I thought, but of course, everybody thought that. Well, Cristiano, come on, it's the best player that we have. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nani was playing really well, and Quaresma was playing really yeah. well, but again, they weren't Cristiano. They weren't that yeah. talisman figure. 
Yeah, not, not only in terms of football, but I imagine yeah, if leadership, I was a player, pulling the yeah, team through. If, if, yeah, if I was a player and if, if I was playing in the French national team, and 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 the in if the other team has Cristiano, and Cristiano leaves, I think that I, I will be well. They lost. They lost Cristiano. Let's do it. It's going to be easier for us. And and it wasn't. I think it's it was not. Of course, not um, the best football in the final. But um, well, Portugal uh, went uh, within the, the the draw, and then of course, either that nobody expected to 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 score uh, even more the the winning goal. Um, I think that. It, it, it seems like something that, like a movie, you know, uh, something that uh, yeah. uh, someone would write. Well, Portugal will win without the best player and the player that uh, not everybody likes is going to score the winning goal. Come on, <laughs> yeah. something to be in the the the, the history of the, um, of football. Um, I think it's not going to happen again in this. You know, mm-hmm. Portugal can win again. Yeah, with with all this drama and action, and yeah. I think it's <laughs> never again. Yeah, no, that, yes. that's a very interesting like point. Yeah, <laughs> like a movie. Like you said, yeah. it was like a movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so going from the ecstasy of that to Euro 2020, now Portugal were drawn in a very tough group this summer, <clears> unlike <throat> the group from 2016, and then after that they faced the number one ranked team in the world in the second round. So you know, you can understand that it was a lot. It was a lot more difficult, I guess, a ride than 2016. But with that being said, just how disappointing was it to go out in the round of 16, and not just for yourself personally, but for your colleagues in the media and the population in general? Again, how high were the expectations going in, and how big a defeat does it feel to go out in the second round? I'm going to be honest with you. I, I was there. I was in the. Um... In the Euro 2020, I was covering uh, like, like the Euro. Yeah, I was there also in Budapest and Munich. I, I went. I was covering the Portuguese national team. Uh, it was a, a privilege to be at the Euro 2020. Mm-hmm. And of course, I, I have the insight of someone that was was there, not in Portugal, but I think it it was the same because I spoke a lot of, with uh, a lot of journalists from yeah. other countries, uh, from some fans. And I think that uh, the thing is, since Portugal won five years ago, people started to look at Portugal at, um, differently. You know, mm-hmm. um, not only not not as the country that might win. Well, they have good players; they might win to the country that has good players and won. And of course, I think that Portugal. Um, Entered the, the Euro this year with uh, more credit, you know. Uh, yeah, and higher higher expectation, I imagine too. That's it. Yeah, they have Cristiano. Um, they have a, a good generation of players, of course, players that plays in Manchester City, Liverpool, uh, PSG. Well, in the best champions yeah. championships. Um, and then another thing that I think that also puts the expectations at the top the um, the speech the public statements of the national coach and the players and i was there and i i listened to all of them were um something like this portugal won portugal is one of the best teams in europe portugal is among the amongst the among the favorites so portugal can win again mm-hmm. and and when you say this i think France and Germany in your group stage, of course, Hungary, that was a difficult match. But when you, you, mm-hmm. you, you give a statement like this, you are showing that you are in the group of death, but you, you might won, uh, you may win again. And, <clears throat> and then um, first game, uh, really difficult. People thought it's going to be the easiest game. And the, the, the 3-0 is... Uh, they, they scored three goals in the last ten minutes, so it, it was not an easy game. In mm-hmm. a, in one of the best um, environments, atmospheres that I ever ever been in a stadium, to be honest with you. 
because the, the Hungarians made the terrific environment and the atmosphere at, at, at the game. The first game, the second game against Germany was awful. Mm-hmm. Fernando Santos mm-hmm. said that he that was one of the worst games that Portugal did since his coach. Mm-hmm. The, the, the murder coach. of of Nelson Semedo, poor guy. Yeah, but Nelson Semedo <laughs> is not the, the. It's not. You cannot only blame. Yeah, no, Nelson it was it, of course much more structural, but yeah, that 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 did like okay. kind of like stand out and yeah. then kind of let everything else kind of because uh, because because Fernando Santos changed the Bernardo Silva. Uh, Put Renato. Things were. It, it was a, 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 a team a dynamic that was was that failed, of course, with Nelson Semedo, of course, responsible, but other players. And then came, I think it's it's easy to say the, the best performance that Portugal had in the European, uh, the Euro with uh, with France, one of the best teams. The draw, the the way that Portugal was. Uh, um, Losing and uh, they might they managed to, to draw and to qualify, and and against Belgium it's 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 hard to to explain because uh, I think it was not the best game. Okay, it, it was not a really good game, but Portugal had some chances. Chances. Um, Belgium had one shot uh, in goal and they scored. But 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 come on. <sighs> I know yeah, that yeah. people was, are going to say that oh, this is football. You can mm. shoot several times and then score, and, and, and then the opponent shoots once and they score. But you not you cannot depend on that. Uh, with with the team that Portugal has, with the public statements that were made, uh, Portugal should have done much much better. And um, at least quarterfinals, for example. Uh, because if, if 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 Portugal won against um, Belgium, they were going to play against Italy, and okay, because Belgium is it's a good team; they are the first in the ranking. But with the players that Portugal <coughs> has, um, I, I know it's easier; it, it's easy to be here uh, sitting and speaking and to say that Portugal should play better football. But I think it's it's I think it's true. Portugal should have played a better football. And should at least quarterfinals because if if you want to show the world that you are um, able to win again, mm-hmm. you cannot end the tournament saying, "Well, this is football. We we shot several times and we didn't score, and they shot once and they scored." Yeah, you cannot depend on that. Um, and against Belgium, I feel that. Um, I don't know something was missing. Um, yeah, there was that something course, missing. Yeah, and like yeah. The, and the pits probably to some extent didn't help. But it, it just it, it was a tight game. But yeah, just Belgium just had a little bit more. It felt like. Yeah, uh, of course. The, the, in terms physical, um, uh, Belgium played two days before. Mm-hmm. Huge difference. Uh, Forty-eight hours of uh, rest that Portugal didn't have. But I think it, it cannot be a, an excuse. Um, I don't know. It's it's you, when I when I left Portugal to to the Euro 2020, mm-hmm. I, I really thought that I I was going to stay longer. Yeah, at least quarterfinals. And, and so it's a personal disappointment too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when 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 you you I I was in the I already done the, the World Cup. In three years ago, mm-hmm. but I was in the with the, the Portuguese opponents with Spain and other teams. Okay. And of course, we also we also was Portugal was eliminated also in the against Uruguay. And I think the yeah last sixteen. I think, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, last sixteen. Yeah. Um, but this 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 year with the, all the things that I, that I've mentioned, the fact that Portugal is the the still is. European champion until mm-hmm. yeah. we have more four more days with that title. Yeah. Um, you want to go to the final. You understand? Mm-hmm. We, yes. as a journalist, with that, that course, we are yeah. covering the, the tournament. We have we, we we want to go the furthest possible. You want to reach semi-final. You want to go to Wembley. Um, yeah. With all respect, we don't want to lose against Belgium in La Cartuja. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yeah, not, absolutely. Sorry, but it's not the best stadium. That <laughs> no, it's de- it's definitely not. <laughs> it's not even the best stadium in that city. It's the third best stadium in the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, la- last uh, last like sort of subject. We'll go into the quick fire questions. You've been really generous with your time, and I did want to touch on very briefly, like after the kind of disappointment in this tournament that you alluded to. Fernando Santos, I mean, I have talked with uh, various colleagues of mine and analyzing Portugal and Fernando Santos, like, it is probably, even for as great as he has been and giving Portugal that 2016 Euros, like, with the new generation of players and being really, like, dynamic, electric players, a lot of them, and Bruno Fernandes, for example, being the, arguably the Premier League MVP in the in the last season, you have Bernardo Silva, and still, like, the uh, epilogue of, of Cristiano, like, you probably need someone that can find that chemistry a little bit better how does that kind of all interplay and what are your expectations briefly on on Portugal um, from here on out going forward into the future well I'm going to be honest with you I think that uh, Fernando Santos will always have a place in Portuguese football of yeah, course, of course yeah. he's the coach that that led to the first uh, tournament won by by Portugal uh, I'm not I'm not like most of peop- of the people that say that he should leave, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to explain why. Okay. Of course, the Euro 2020 was not, of course, disappointment as as we spoke. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that it's a warning uh, for the World Cup and to the next Euro that Portugal uh, have to do better and. Um, just cannot say, well, well, we are the European champions, so we are favorites. You have to show it. Mm-hmm. And this, this, this competition, I think it's, it's what happened. It's, it's a warning to, for example, for next year for the World Cup. And last, of course, he's going to stay. He has um, the project of the Portuguese FA with Fernando Santos is at least a contract. Is he signed the new contract last year until 2024. Okay. So until the World next Cup, Euros, yeah. Okay. Nations League and the next Euro. Yeah. Uh, if he, if he stays until 2024, it's going to be 10 years as a national coach. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. long time. Well, but a very long time. Yeah. I, 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 I truly believe that he, at least the World Cup. Of course, Portugal is not going to change the coach because the World Cup is next year. So it, it doesn't make sense to change mm-hmm. when we are in September. We have the um, the qualifiers, so it, it doesn't make sense to change now. We have the World Cup. Of course, it will depend if, if, for example, for example, Portugal leaves the World Cup next year in a group stage. Okay, I believe that. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Time will be. Uh, it's not will leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, um, I think I think that he also deserves. Uh, well, maybe I'm too. Yeah, the, the benefit so, of the doubt, so to speak. Yeah, the opportunity. Yeah, he's on that. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's on it. He, 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 this generation of players uh, that you saw this year that we are going to see next year. And for example, the next Euro, uh, most of them were called up by by Fernando Santos, mm-hmm. and I think that he deserves at least to try to develop them. Um, for example, Robin Diaz, João Cancel, Nuno Mendes, that didn't play this year, but uh, the, the full back, left back of Sporting, that I think it's going to be a reference in the position in the next ten years, for example. Uh, you have uh, Bernardo Silva, João Félix, uh, André Silva, Trincão, Pedro Neto. Well, this generation of players uh, that are going to be in the Euro and the World Cup, mm-hmm. I think that he deserves the, the um, he ha- to have the chance to to try something with the, these players. Um, but it, it will depend, of course, in the World Cup. Um, just quick final point on on the future. Um, so, well, first of all, I just wanted to go back and say that um, I forgive you for leaving Wolves out of that illustrious list of gigantic <laughs> clubs which are contributing to the Portuguese national team. Yeah. Possibly no, the I... most important club in terms of Portuguese no, national no, football. I spoke, I spoke about Pedro Neto and I spoke yeah. about Trinzão. <laughs> no, no, I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, no, no But absolutely. when you said Man United... I think you said PSG. I'm thinking, okay, he's going to, of course, Wolves, the, the biggest. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> no, 
Do but it, I it. just wanted to say um, one more final thing on the future. Do you think? Um, do you think we could? Obviously, in this country, we would, we would be interested to see this. What's the likelihood of us seeing Jose Mourinho in the dugout in Portugal <laughs> in the next sort of ten years? And um, how would Portuguese fans welcome that? Well, I think that that uh, Mourinho in the national team. I, I think that is something that everybody is expecting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, several reasons. He, it it was something that almost happened uh, ten years ago when he was at Real Madrid. I don't know if you remember at the time, the Portuguese FA tried to have Mourinho at a part-time job. Yeah, part-time. I remember Real, that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and Real Madrid didn't let him, but he wanted at the time. But things uh, didn't go further. Um, Mourinho uh, already admitted that he wants to coach the national team uh, at the end of his career. Good move. Uh, yeah, which would probably be like he's... now, but... <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no, just this, this project of Roma, I, I was listening to him today in the press conference. Uh-huh. And he was speaking about a project of three years because, come on, it's not going to... To, to, to be Italian champion in the first year, not the second year. That, there's a reason why Roma uh, doesn't win the title in 20 years. Yeah, It's because not, it's not easy. So I don't know if Roma is going to be the last um, club of Mourinho. But for example, if you see at the timeline, let's do this exercise together. Uh, okay. Three years at Roma. Yeah. You have uh, the World Cup with Fernando Santos and... Mm-hmm. If Fernando Santos leaves, and if Mourinho leaves Roma in three years, you mm-hmm. might have the perfect combination to see Mourinho uh, at, as a national coach. Because I think course, his style would be perfect for international football, personally. Yeah, and he can't—he yeah, yeah. can't I like think... drag the players through the mud as much. Can't be like such a drag. Well, yeah, exactly. guy, but, <laughs> but yeah, it'll be interesting. At least it'll be like you kind won't of refreshing have to, be to with see him. him. Yeah, and it, 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 that much time, right? Yeah, you have, to, you have to see that we have, as I said, Portugal has really good coaches, mm-hmm. uh, and and for example, um, these these weeks the, there was published a, a news that said that Andre Villas-Boas yes, could be the national coach. He wants to coach the national uh, team. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you have a lot of coaches that are coaching abroad that might be one day the national coach. It, it will depend, of course. We speak about Mourinho because Mourinho is, I don't know, 56 years old, 55, something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, if if you try to... Well, he he already said he's going... He wants to coach, I think, something like close to his 60, I don't know. So you look at things and you think, well, this might happen. But you have another uh, another coaches that that might be one day the the national coaches, but n- normally the the coaches want to coach the national team at the end of their careers, yeah, because they, they like the stress of daily work at the club, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, and they want to save that part of the national team for for later. Um, but I think that it um, it can happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see for the, the the next competitions. For example, the Euro 2024. Uh, we can we can record the podcast at the time with with if it happens. But um, I think that that can happen, and I think that uh, with Mourinho, I think that the general perception is that, of course, I think that Portugal, the Portuguese, would like to have him as a coach in the in the future. Yeah, I think it would be a good um, a good mix for both because I think, like you said, Jose is kind of a drag to be around on a full time basis. I think his pragmatic approach as well would be perfect for tournament football for for getting wins when you don't even necessarily deserve them. I'm not saying that it would guarantee success, but I think it's definitely worth a shot. Um, but I would just like to finish off then with a few quick fire round questions. If you've got a couple of minutes, David, real yeah, quick. Of course. Of course, um, say the first thing that comes to head comes to to your mind. Sorry, say the first thing that comes to your mind. Uh, if you want to give a couple um, explanations, that's cool. But um, but yeah, if you want to, yeah, you can just be fast, quick, quick. Yeah, 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 no problem. Yeah. So, um, favorite 
Portugal player of all time, not the best, but your personal favorite Portugal player of all time? Uh, I have to say Cristiano also. Mm -hmm. Nice. The okay. best and the favorite. Okay. Perfect. Uh, favorite active Portugal player right now, if it's different. So maybe it's also Cristiano, but now that Cristiano's entering the end of his career, is there another player for Portugal that excites you more that, that you really love to watch? Uh, Bernardo Silva. I'm a huge fan of left-footed players. Mm, so nice, yeah. I really like Bernardo playing. Not the best Euro uh, that he has. Bernardo had ahead of Bruno? Well, <laughs> just, well I, I'm a huge fan of Bruno, of course. Yeah, yeah okay. No, 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 have, no, it's interesting. I, no, no, yeah, I find it super interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 um, I think, oh, of course, Bruno. Mm -hmm. I, I know that you guys love Bruno in well the impact in the Premier League. Yeah. I thought, I know that he's not quick fire, but I have to. No, 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 Bruno had an impact, well, yeah. tremendous in the Premier League. I think that nobody expected. Of course, I expected that he, he could arrive to the Premier League and show the player that he is. But to 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 have the stats that he has and to 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 have the leadership that he has in a team like yeah. United, I think it's, it's tremendous. Of course, Bruno is part of the, not new generation, but this team of Portugal. I only chose Bernardo because he's left-footed and I mm -hmm. have this thing with left-footed players. Yeah, they always have I'm that exactly something a little same. bit different. Yeah, of course. Yeah, It's yeah. a personal not... preference, isn't it? It just yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how he plays on the right and then cuts in yeah. onto his left at Man City. It's just great to watch. I prefer but, those but, kind but of players. I still, I still, I think, of course, as a winger, but I love to see him play uh, in the middle, in for mm. example a uh, uh, midfield with three midfielders, and to see him play mm, yeah. on the right side. The right side. He yeah. played there in in City, um, but I think that Bernardo really really good talent, and I I I already made two interviews to him. Oh nice! Really nice, really nice guy. Yeah, it looks um, like it, yeah. Really good, educated, humble, and gives some. Um, good interviews because he knows how to speak he doesn't just say the the common things the old cliches. Cliches. yeah yeah you yeah. so can have a chat with him and speak about football and his planes and well um, yeah. so that's also why i i chose him no, nice, nice. yeah that's a great great choice um favorite portugal national team coach of all time i can imagine that it's the one who won new stuff but again do you maybe not? Maybe there's someone else from your childhood who you just have a, a fond memory for, you know, just some kind of strange connection with that you just love. Not the best, but your favorite. I'm, go I'm going to say Scolari, and I have to ch explain why. Okay. Euro 2004. Uh -huh. he, he, of course, he, he's Brazilian, so he was coaching uh, uh, in another team, and he managed to put all the countries. He asked people in the country to in the Euro 2004 to put um, Portuguese flags at the windows and the oh, balconies. Oh, in, in, in Portugal uh, or in Brazil? In Portugal, oh, in, in Portugal. Portugal. Okay, okay, nice. So, uh -huh. um, um, he, he created an, an, an atmosphere that that put cool. the, the, the Portuguese people um, alongside the, the team. And in and, and that time in Portugal, we, in, in every house, in every building, we had the Portuguese flag. Uh, so... Um, to see a, a, a people that a person that that was not Portuguese, he was Brazil, he's Brazilian, and to to manage to to get this kind of uh, achievement, you know, to 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 convince people to do something like this, I think that is really uh, remarkable, and I choose that that part of it um, because what what he managed to do in the in two thousand four. I can see that. Again, makes sense. Uh, favorite Portugal goal that you remember? <clears throat> favorite Portuguese... Uh, only one? Can I choose some? Um... One of not, not top three, let's say. Yeah. Okay. For the in importance... No order. Uh, for, in, in, uh, for the importance, the goal that Cristiano scored against Spain, free kick, uh, 2018 World Cup. Yes, the, okay. The yeah, first yeah. game. Yeah. That Three yeah. three, Portugal. That was an amazing game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the importance of the goal against Spain in the competition. Mm -hmm. um, that goal that Cristiano scored, but well, it was disallowed against Spain. 
the friendly match 2010. I don't know if you remember that he cut inside. Yeah, Piquet vaguely, slide, I think, yeah. Piquet slided, and then he made the, um, the curl the, beneath the, the goalkeeper, and then Nani went to score, and it was his allowed. Oh, I outside. remember that, yeah. I yeah. remember that. Nani yeah. ruined it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, for last, um, there is a goal of Ricardo Quaresma against Belgium, 2007, I believe. Trivella. 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 Oh, yeah, he yeah, cut yeah. inside. Yeah. Well, to... and with the exterior of the of the right foot. Yeah. yeah it's, it's uh, outside of the foot. Yeah, yeah. Is that Trivella. how you say that? Trivella. Trivella yeah, Trivella. Yeah, yeah. Trivella, yeah, yeah. That's how you say um... outside of the foot. Sure. Yeah. 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 The, the expression okay. is Trivella. Yeah. And uh, and uh, we call uh, Quaresma. Uh, the Trivela King. Okay, yeah. yeah and uh, yeah, if you search for that goal, it was a friendly match in mm-hmm. Portugal against Belgium. And, uh, and then in 2018, he would score another one. Exactly. Well, not exactly like yeah, that, but again, yeah, a Trivela. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 also. But okay, I'm going to choose that one in 2007. Mm-hmm. If, if you search it on YouTube, he cut inside and then uh, Trivela outside of the foot and he scored. Uh, uh, really good goal. So I, I have to pick this one. It, it's just those I remember, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of goals. But I think yeah. this was the, these were good goals. Yeah, absolutely. one last one, David. Your favorite experience watching Portugal in person. So I know that as a journalist now, you probably yeah. get to watch Portugal a whole. But um, maybe even before that, as a fan. Any particular live, memories of live, being at the, stadium? In the stadium or television? Yes, if well, we can do both, but um, let's do stadium. stadium. If you can think about the stadium, stadium, stadium. Yeah. the stadium side of things, as a fan, even as a journalist, you're still a fan. So, any particular memory of being there with the atmosphere and and hopefully a good result, particularly great experience. Okay, okay, let's see. Uh, I, I was not in the Euro 2006 mm. in 2016, yeah. so. Uh, um, I don't know so, so, some like quirky memory of some like thing people wouldn't think of that you particularly enjoyed following Portugal around. Did you go to any games as a kid or anything like that? Or yeah, yeah, teenager? yeah. I went. I went to several games, but I was. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, but well, uh, to start because it's fresh in my memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to say again the the match. Um, New Euro 2020 this year Hungary? Angry Portugal yeah okay yeah um the, the 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 of course not the Portuguese fans but the, the Hungarian fans yeah were were terrific so in terms of atmosphere it was one of the best matches that I saw mm-hmm. in Portugal live yeah, yeah no no that, that, that's no, that's a very good answer and again it's a great answer it, it know, looked that way on tv it looked yeah epic yeah, yeah, cool. it, it also represented the return of like full stadiums as well like it had that yeah. whole cathartic yeah. thing so yeah no absolutely really and nice and one last quick fire for me that i got uh from a listener on twitter guille bilarino wants to know as we were touching on cuaresma ricardo cuaresma or simao sambrosa well <sighs> I'm going to choose uh, Ricardo Quaresma. Yeah, of, okay. of course, Simon also uh, a really good player. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, Quaresma won 2016. And as that kind of that, that magic in football. Yeah, he's, football he's not he's not obviously Cristiano, but he has kind of a little bit of that aura, uh, that aura yeah. kind of like, yeah, yeah, being that superstar and like being yeah. capable of yeah. incredible things. And the, the technical player, the skills, the yeah. trivella, the uh, well, you see him play and, and you enjoy. Um, and um, he won five years ago, so I have I have to choose Ricardo Quaresma. But but of course, Simon was also a, a really good player. Uh, but I have to choose Ricardo Quaresma. Oh, awesome. Okay, so we've reached the end of a new episode of the Sportico's Football Stories podcast. Thank you so much, David, for, for being on with Thank us, uh, taking us through Portuguese uh, history, and uh, we'll speak again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks so Thank much, you for David. Me and we'll keep in touch, and we can record again another podcast when Portugal, for example, win the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows?
Thanks so much for listening to the Sportico's Football Stories podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, review it with five stars on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen to us, and above all, share it widely with people you know and even with people you don't know. And don't forget to head to www.sportacost.com for news and statistics from the world of football. You can also follow us on Twitter, that's at Sportacost.com, and you can follow me at Craig Sportacost. You can find me on Twitter at Anders Hoffman, at Anders Hoffman, all together. And also you can email the podcast at show at sportacos.com with anything at all that you'd like to tell us, or if you want to advertise on the program and give us lots of money to do so. With that being said, thanks again to David for being on with us to tell us all about the history of Portuguese international football. It really has been a pleasure. And especially thanks to you, dear listener, for tuning in. See you next time. Podcast Network.